morning, Eric. Good morning. I got something for you. I got a couple things. Right off, off the bat here, eh? I yeah. Like well, it. well, I had something. I want to talk about a book I'm reading for a second, but before that, I I uh, just saw our supplement line sitting there, which brought me to brought to my attention last night. One of my nephews, uh, he's been pumping iron for about a year. I, I I gave him a couple programs, and he's just loving it. He's doing good now. He's getting he's getting to the point where it's like he worked like anytime I go just to the house. Young, the young one, Maddie, SX. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So anytime I go to the house, like actually, anytime I pop in to see my brother-in-law, he, he's pretty much in the gym lifting weights. Really? Yeah, in the garage. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, he's how doing old great. was he? 13, 14? 14, 15. 15. Cool. Yeah, I think he's 15. And uh, he's look, looking good, eh? No, yeah, no, awesome. I'm not trying to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's looking great. And then and then my other nephew, my brother's uh, son, Corson, uh, is pumping iron like crazy too because he's a he, high-end lacrosse player. High-end. He's got something going on there. He's got kinds of offers and stuff. Anyways, my point to this being is uh, Maddie last night asked me about pre-workout. So I did. I don't know if I had the best answer, and that's why I'm bringing it up to you because they we're we're just talking live. We're going to bring, but yeah, you know, I know. I already love it. And then maybe it's something. We, I, as I was thinking about this, maybe it's something we could talk about uh, a yay or nay on supplements based on age and shit. You know, so he's 14, 15 years old, so he's getting into it. Hey, Andy, what do I take? He's protein shakes so like like when kids start working out the protein shakes are the biggest thing they think like this is it this mm-hmm. is the magic right yeah. Yeah, true oh yeah 100%. yeah and they just like have I to have it. the protein yeah but it's and it's it's awesome like then for me a lot of the times a supplement sometimes it, it, the placebo effect not that i feel any better but sometimes i know like if i take my greens in the morning i'm doing something healthy like yep. it's a it's, it's a, a trigger yeah, it's yeah. a thing for sure vitamin d i know yep. i'm getting that supplement you know it's good i'm taking care of it um uh, the beet the beet root for me is i know it's the blood circulation and stuff so it's like good basics so my question to you like when he asked me last night do i take a pre workout i said well it depends i said for me and I just giving you my opinion. I'm not trying to persuade you in any way because uh, my brother-in-law was with me too, and I, I, he probably wanted me to say, um, "No, you don't need that <laughs> yeah. shit," you know, right, right. right? But I said, you know, if it makes you feel like you're getting um, something out of it, good, I guess. I said, but I don't think it's necessary, and I understand you're, you know, you're on the creatine now too, and like, is it okay? It's like it's per, it's the best, um, so. I was like, there are a couple of things to be careful for, but I don't even know if it's dangerous. And this is where I, this is where I, I, I'll admit I, where I get dumb. Uh, I said, you know, it was great though. I said, uh, you got to look at the, uh, um, um, and he goes, I go L, he goes, uh, citrulline. I go, that a boy. I can't do it. So he's reading it cool. all right. So like, like he's dialed right in, Very right? Cool. He wants results. Yeah. I said, I'm not sure if it's that one or if it's the, uh, What's the uh, the other tingly one? Uh, beta alanine. Beta alanine. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was going beta, and he goes alanine. Yeah. I go yes. That Good one. for him. I That's said great. you can get the tingles. I said I'm not sure if I ever got it because I've only used the pre workout once or twice, and I I never really found a real benefit to it because you know, and I know that you use one. I don't know if you use it all the time, but you I use cycle it. through it. Sometimes yeah. I use it, sometimes I don't, but yeah. I cycle through using them. Yeah. Yeah. I said so. I asked him, I said, do you feel better when you use it? He goes, oh, yeah, I feel like a, a, like I work out harder. I said, okay, so maybe it's good. And I said, I just don't know how to give you the advice because I'm not sure. I wouldn't say it's necessary. And I don't know. I don't even know if that stuff, I, I, I said, I'd probably stay away from some caffeine if you could. But um, I said, you know, to me, it's a 50-50 right now. 
And if it's, it could be one of those supplements that, I mean, you could definitely go without one of those supplements where this is where you can get in the cost you a whole bunch of money to work out. Right. So just your thoughts on the pre-workout. And I know there's yeah. some that are real good, some that are shit. Yeah. I could go, this is a big, huge rabbit hole because it's not, like you said, it's a, de- it depends kind of answer. And there's a lot of factors to me, like when it comes to all supplements, just first of all, it's kind of like the new toy. It's like getting a new phone, getting a new stick, getting a new this, that. It's like sometimes you can put the cart before the horse, as they say. It's like you don't need to use supplements at all. You don't need to. Uh, they can be useful though, which is cool. So a lot of times I find, especially with kids, they start to hear about protein shakes, pre-workouts, creatine, and they think like that's the thing that's going to like you're saying. And to start, it's like if, if you don't have the rest of your – diet and like lifestyle in order then supplements don't matter they don't make a difference so putting that aside first first of all like that's the first thing so it's like if your diet sucks if your sleep sucks if all those things start with that and that's what i say with kids first which is not what they want to hear so i start no i start by saying that as just like the caveat and then it's like if you're gonna go buy supplements anyways because i know you probably will then like these are the kinds of things that you should look for so the I'm not going to get into like the like no, super no, no. super nitty gritty. No, no, I don't but, want you to. Yeah, but but I think the one concern that I have about supplements for kids that are let's say under the age of 20 is and and that's not like a scientific cutoff or anything. It's just that's what I kind of think. Um, a lot of them are just loaded with stimulants, which can be a really big problem. So I don't think kids should be using caffeine at all, and at, at, at any point of the day, just because. Um, it can all, you're already like hyper anxious, hyper stimulated, hyper everything when you're around that age and to add layer caffeine on top of that, it can really mess with your sleep. It can really make you feel like anxious and jittery if you don't have it dosed correctly. And then even if you do have it dosed correctly, just that you've never had it before, it's going to be something that is difficult for your body to handle. It might feel good using it but it's still difficult for your body to handle at that age. And I don't like anything that potentially makes kids more anxious or messes with sleep. So that's my big thing, number one. Um, But people are going to use it anyways. So there are pre-workouts you can get that don't use stimulants, which is a good option to look at. And then the other thing- But are they effective? Well, this is is the, the question is, what are you using the supplement for? And that is what the first question should be whenever using any supplement, right? So uh, like protein, for example- the only reason you would ever need to use a protein powder is if you don't eat enough protein. There's nothing special about the powder. It's just protein. So yeah. So if you eat enough protein or you consume enough protein in your diet, then protein shake is not necessary. Yeah. But for a lot it's a of quick calorie. Yeah. For makes a, you feel like you did something. Yeah. Outside of those reasons, yeah. but you don't have to use it. Right. So, so now if you go to a pre-workout that doesn't have a stimulant in it, now you need to start to learn about those other ingredients and what they do, right? So if you have something that has the citrulline in it and it's dosed properly, that gives you that nice pump feeling. It's the same effect that happens from you having your beetroot, right? It's a, it's the pump. It helps look at me. the pump. Yeah, yeah, right? Jacked up. Yeah. So My it's face that, looks like a freaking tomcat right yeah, now. Yeah. It's, the, it's the precursor to that nitric oxide, which is the same thing you get from beetroot, right? That's L, L-citrulline. So that helps with the pump feel. The beta-alanine feel that gives you the tingles. That's more of an endurance thing. And then some of them have creatine in it, which can be kind of like a, a sustaining energy type of thing. So 
there's a bunch of different ingredients that you can have. So they can be effective to answer your question. If they don't have caffeine, all the caffeine does or the stimulant is make you feel that like alert. Now, some of them are starting to have more like nootropic things, which is like brain focus without the jitteriness of caffeine. There's ingredients that can do that. So they can be effective. But the key there, last thing I'll say is if you're going to use a pre-workout, you want to make sure that they're dosed properly because otherwise you're paying for a lot of nothing. But even having said that, like a lot of kids that have never had any of these things, if you take any amount, you'll feel a difference just because you've never had any of the ingredients. Like I remember when I, I didn't start taking pre-workouts until I was like into my 20s. And I remember like buying a shitty one from like Shoppers Drug Mart. And I would have it in the morning on my way to school. And it'd be like 6.15 a.m. I'm in my car and I'm just like bumping to the fact that I just got a whack of caffeine right off the hop in the morning, right? So that's, those are my thoughts on it. Like you can use it if you want, but you just got to be careful with stimulants and then make sure that the ingredients are actually dosed properly, which you'd have to do research to know, right? Yeah. So you might find this funny. Yeah. Okay. Right. I can see you had a little smirk well, over there. I, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know why I'm smirking. There you go. Because I asked you what time it was and you oh, told I me know, how the watch was made. And, and, and you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I had to really restrict going longer winded than that. Uh, that's funny. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. so... When you have to, so the other th- side of boy, side of that is like if you have to give an answer that long, not that I'm I'm saying that you talk too much. If you have to give an answer that long, then it's probably not worth. I was literally it. just gonna say yeah, that because yeah. it's like I, you, it's not you want the answer to just be yeah. yes or no, yeah. and yeah. it's like you can take yeah. it, but I have to explain all these things to you yeah. about it. Yeah. So I was I was it, saying right? that to my brother-in-law last night. I said like we had uh, the the uh, director of. Uh, health sports science for the Edmonton Oilers on one of our podcasts. And, you know, I said like for professional athletes, he goes, number one is sleep. Number two is getting, you know, eating properly and, and then creatine and, um, and the beetroot powder. Yeah. And, he's, and then he the ended it there. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, really? I go, yeah. yeah. Like, cause all he the said, other stuff he had is, one more, he said the tart cherry too. Yeah. The tart cherry. Yeah. 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 I, I use that for a yeah. while. Yeah, I know, I I, that's more for recovery. Yeah. So that's, that would be good, but that's not sexy. You know, that does, that's not a big powder and all that stuff. The other, th- the other thing, like I, we're off on a tangent here. I'm going to end it after this. The other thing is that there's different quality of uh, supplements and you don't know what you're getting in every scoop in some of these companies, you know. So it's uh, and and the other thing is, is we're gonna have some people on here that are in the fitness industry that are gonna want to comment for about six hours on all their thoughts on this. And it really was just a simple question for for the youth. And I think and, and just to take that maybe to more of a hockey thing, it it applies to hockey and your nutrition and your training and your hockey stick and your skates and the tape you use and all that stuff it's just it's just a tool right and you know a lot of times people put so much emphasis on um on the wrong things you know rather than your back checking you know i i I need a different hollow in my skates it's like how about just work hard so like when you're when you're doing your workouts and your training whatever you want to call it it's like stick with the basic foundations i'll always say that and, and and as a hockey player too, stick with your have a good base foundation, and then everything can evolve from there. Yeah. And and the last thing, this is the last last thing that I'm going to say last, is when you are in your teenage years, all the supplements of the world uh, will not equal the testosterone for a young man. You'll never match this time in your life, right? Like till your mid twenties. It's like so that you've got the best juice in the world 
just by moving and yeah. your testosterone, right? Well, it's, it's kind of like, uh, get as much of you as you can out of whatever you're doing before you start to add the extra things. Like I was explaining this exact thing on, on Monday, we were talking about just food stuff again. And I was talking about like, if you built a little pyramid for yourself, like your fundamental, like your day-to-day nutrition is like 80% of the gains right there. Then eating and fueling around performance, like how you eat specifically around that will maybe give you another 15 supplements will only give you like another 5% or so. Right. So it's not, a lot of times it's framed as like a make or break and, and it's, it's just not where you're going to get the, the main, the main effect is going to come from just your day-to-day habits, like by far. And they've, they've even done that with studies on if you actually took, uh, like performance enhancing drugs, they're not as good as sleep. It's like, you know, they don't, the effect of them is not as good as having quality sleep. Like it's better than any drug you can take, you know? So it's important to know and lay that out. Cause a lot of people try to jump to the thing that'll give them the quick and, and adults do it too. Kids do it. People we'll are do just it. attracted to that. We'll do right? it. Which, we'll do it with something. Right? Yeah. The shortcuts sure. in fitness. It's, there's just really, there's no shortcuts, right? You gotta, no, no shortcut. You unfortunately, gotta eat, right? you got to eat pretty good and you got to move pretty good and often enough and you got to work and, hard like yeah, that's the yeah. that's that's it yeah. like you can't yeah. all that extra stuff will just be giving you yeah. percentages on the on the well, edges you know? you know just from a, like we we're talking about exercise there a little bit eh? um it, it's so funny how you know i you know this is my world your world and you know it's still sometimes a punch in the face when i when i look and i you know let's say i'm trying to well let's let's trim up a little bit and so you know you you go that extra in the gym like maybe it's 20 minutes longer and it's like like a good finisher or you do a high intensity workout just to get those calories burned and stuff like that and at the end of the day that those calories burned are let's just say you burn another 100 or even 200 in a workout which is significant 200 is a lot so if you can get your workouts to like say a 700 calorie workout it's a good workout if you do nothing else all day, it really meant nothing. Yeah, it melts, yeah. so it's Two like it's that. <laughs> yeah, it's right. that. It's it's that that daily expenditure of just moving around a little bit and stuff like that. So like it's just, but it's such a hard concept for people to understand, including myself. Not like like not including because I'm so smart and so great. I just like, like for someone that's in the business and understands it, it's like. If you just walk around all day, you're going to burn so many more calories. Yeah. Like, it's funny because knowing better doesn't make it any less difficult, you know? Because that's how I think too. It's like, I have the same, I know better and I have the same struggles that everyone else has. Like, sometimes I walk in the gym and I'm like, wow, I don't want to do this at all, you know? And and it's like that with everything, eating food. It's like, I want to eat all the crap. I want to, well, you know, it's always a ground. That's my thing about knowing you know you don't know what you don't know that's why you don't have and to know and not to do is not to know just simply means like you know all the things but if you don't do what doesn't you know matter. doesn't might, it might doesn't as well not know yeah yeah I exactly think that's, i think that's my say. i butchered it maybe but i think you got it uh, i think you hit it doesn't matter yeah, i know no one else will get it yeah <laughs> What else you got? It, 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 just real briefly, I started a book the other day uh, about any National Football League coaches. And for my uh, buddy in Chicago that watches the podcast, Bjorn, uh, it's all about coaches that are in the United States of America. There you go. There you go. He's there happy now. He's cheering. He, he goes, he one. thinks about me. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, really interesting. Um, 
I love getting different perspectives because, uh, uh, for example, Luke Wilson is a very good friend of mine. Very good. He made it sound like we hang out every day. We're good friends. And uh, he was in my office one day. We were talking, you know, we're sh- shooting the shit, and he was talking about uh, you know, the big call that Steve Carroll had when they were in the Super Bowl, or was it the Super Bowl? Or the, going to the Super Bowl? It was. And they had, they could run it in. No, they could kick a field goal. And they decided to run it in and it didn't happen. It didn't get to the Super Bowl. And everybody, everybody was like, what an idiot. What an idiot. And it's like, this book kind of shows like where coaches come from, the work they put in, what they're responsible for, how they have to, like they're, they're responsible for the coaches, for the players, the all that stuff, obviously. But the decision-making and the decision-making that has to happen within seconds that could win or lose a game and with millions of people watching to judge. And sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. So I was just, when I was reading that last night, I'm sitting there going, that's one conversation we had that you could just sit there and go, what an idiot. Where he might have believed one ninety nine percent or 100% that this, this play is going to work, right? There's always a chance. So it's like really interesting. So I'm getting a really neat perspective on coaching uh, at that level. And um, I just thought I'd, I'd say that. And it's uh, I, I'm kind of anxious to get through the book. Um, really cool. That's the thing with coach. It's so easy to be a hater for coaches because you don't see what's going on. So you, it's so easy to make the call from the stands. But it's like, why didn't you guys run the ball? It's like maybe the running back twisted his ankle and can't run. It's like you don't know anything, right? You don't know. Maybe they have the analytics and there's a 65% chance that this play works and that's their best odds. Right. And they're going with the analytics because they're an analytics style coach. It's like you don't know. So and what a tough business because you make you make one call or you have season where you're winning and everybody thinks you're the greatest in the world. And you do one play like that or you have a season where it's not going your way. It's like you're the biggest bum in the world. And it's not just a couple people saying it's the media. It's the fans jump on board. You know, it's like especially at that level, like you don't realize how much information they have behind their decisions like the best example for me is when in hockey when coaches pull the goalie me and my me and my mom would get into this not debate but like discussion every time because she can't stand when coaches pull the goalie because she's like try being on a bench try being on a bench like i know you're that's where you're going try being on a bench where you're in an important game and you got guys rolling whatever and it's 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 that time to make a decision and you got one of your coaches saying are we pulling and you're you're sitting there going like even though you're saying no or maybe you didn't even think of it, now it's like oh should I? And it's just that one thing. If you're not 100% prepared, ready, and dialed in, or know exactly what you're doing and why, that, that can create a little bit of doubt in you even before it happens. And and the way, like the way I try to explain it because it's so funny watching it because a lot of times a team will score on the open net. So like my what my my mom's reasoning will always be is like they're all over them why don't they just leave the goalie in and just keep the pressure on and then they don't just get a quick flip out and score a goal. And then I go, well, statistically, it's way more likely that they score a goal with an extra player than with five on five. It's also much more likely that they score a goal, but that's the risk, right? You got 30 seconds left. You need to get a goal. So you're, you're taking the gamble that it's more likely we score a goal with the extra, extra player. So even if they score, it's normally still the right decision to pull the goalie because yeah, it can be, yeah. because you're more likely to score. Yeah. That's what the, well, so then there's the next decision. Some coaches say, 
you get the puck now, especially now, you get the puck fired to the net on the empty net. Whereas there was a lot more game management. I could be wrong on this right now, but like for, this is my feedback that I'm getting from people is, uh, is you fire at the net. And whereas before it's like, let's make sure we manage this game. So like you don't fire, you know, you get over the red line and fire it. So the puck's down deep. And it's like, now it's a debatable thing. But so here's the thing you said, you said the statistics. So I was just speaking with my son yesterday about scouting, right? There's a lot of stuff. It kind of ties into this today, a little bit today. Um, we talked about this, like with scouting, like how can a guy, how can they pick a guy? He's no good. You know, you hear that from fans and, or even uh, broadcasters and stuff. And it's like statistics, analytics, like analytics aren't everything, but they're definitely something. So I was explaining that to my son last night, like, or let's go back to like pulling the goalie, this, that, that statistically speaking, this is your best thing. So like, it's hard to argue. And then, the analytics on guys in those situations are like so like especially at the national level uh they're so detailed like you know everything about every player in every situation if that guy can't win a face off on the left side cuz get the face off on that side all that kind of stuff right uh he this guy buckles under pressure it shows whatever right this guy can't be out on a 6 on 5 or six, whatever um so i was just again telling him about scouting last night um like you'll hear people like, like already, like it's two games in the OHL and we've got people ranked teams, ranked power rankings. All that is, is to keep people interested. What does it mean? What does it mean? How can you tell me that this team is the best team in the league after two games or this guy's ranked in the top 20? Like how, like you can have maybe a guess, but you can't actually say that because things change. And so anyways, as far as the scouting goes, it's like, how did that guy get drafted? It's like, guys, you don't understand. Like, if you look at, if, if you've ever seen, if, if, I'm not saying it to you because I, I think we went over it, but um, I've seen Instat and Sport Logic, and It's crazy. So you wouldn't if, believe it. If you've never right. seen this, you would not believe right. So what yeah, they yeah, got. yeah, that's what I'm saying. People like, don't would not believe. They have no idea. So you yeah. might think, uh, how many times you watch? Like, and it blows my mind. Like when I start thinking about it, right? So you think of a team or, or a player. We're looking at Eric Palazzolo. Okay, you're a right winger, right? More or less. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and and everyone thinks that you're you're not bad. You're not bad. And uh, you get drafted in the second round in the NHL, and people go, what the heck? Well, okay, so by the Philadelphia Flyers. Why them? I don't know. Philadelphia grabs you in the second round. People go, what? Like, there's way better. It's like, okay, like, think about this. You have all those scouts watching. you got central scouting from the National Hockey League. Then you got the team that have scouts all over the place watching every game. Do they see every game? Most people would say no. But the answer is actually yes. Not only do you see every game, they see every shift, and they can break everything that you da- you do down into whatever they want to see. So, when you say, well, "Yeah, but he's not physical," you don't think they know that, or maybe they have different data because we can punch in now. Now, take we're the Philadelphia Flyers, and I'm the general manager. I might be the president of the team. I might be the director of hockey operations. I might be the scouts, player development guys. You talk about maybe 25 it's different network, people man. saying we're very interested in these 20 guys. We're watching every shift of every year. We want to see if his D zone is good. And all they have to do is say D zone and break down what part of D zone they want to see. 
and they could watch every D zone play you've made for two, three years. And they could watch your shooting and they could watch your checking and your tracking and your, your forecheck and all that stuff. So if you think that they don't have a clue or they're stupid, no, that's what they wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they know exactly who you are. So now, now take that to a player. And instat isn't just for the NHL. It's at levels of hockey, right? Like the OHL college, junior B, junior A, they have access to certain amounts of instat. So when you're when you think a player got drafted to the OHL, it's the same thing. You can go to Instat or whatever you have yeah, video, close, and yeah. you're going to be able to take anal- analytics and right. look at a player, man. Well, like, just it's crazy for, for just for some perspective, like in the for the OHL. I remember we were looking at Instat. We saw we watched every single one of Charlie's hits for the whole year. They had them clipped into like five to ten second clips of every hit, every pass. Every everything is broken down. So you're telling me that they have, I, if all I want to see is how well does Charlie hit, I can just sit there for hours and hours and hours and just look at the hits. I don't have to watch any of the other parts of the game. I don't have to watch anything. I don't have to watch anything. Or or you talk to you, you're doing your interview, and they you know they we think your D zone. You know I'm interviewing now. We think your D zone could do some work. What do you think? Well, I think my D zone's pretty good. Click. Yeah, click. There's 70 different clips your right. D zone. Do you see what we're talking about? We watched all of them. Did you? Do you think you back check hard? <laughs> yeah. Do you think your efforts, you know, you can't lie. You can't even right. lie. You can't lie. You can't even pretend. I know. And that's why people don't know that. So it's funny when you hear certainty. But then on the flip side, there's, as a, and this is why you need to have a coach, because there's certain intangibles that the analytics won't show. Like if you get, you get your fourth liner who's just hot today, you don't have any stats. How does he perform in the last minute of the game? You don't know. Right, but he's hot today, so I'm making a call. Send him out, see what happens. Right, that would be going against like the analytics part, but that's why you need guys that are boots on the ground that can make a decision in real time. Right, hundred percent. Which is uh, interesting. Yeah, which I digress now. No, yeah, but that that kind of both of those topics actually the the supplement thing and the scouting thing kind of play into to the topic today. So, uh, good for you, I guess. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> but anything can play into anything. I know. Because we just can twist it. <laughs> we just twist it to make it work yeah. anyways. Hey, guys. My name is David. For the last roughly year or so, I've been a member of the PowerTech podcast, and I've trusted Eric and Andy to help me as a hockey dad raising my kids and trying to figure out the answers. I don't have all the answers, and it's a great source of information, and it's a, an area where I feel comfortable leaning on help me make better decisions. With that said, one thing I do know about is supplements. I find it's hard to navigate the whole supplement world and make sure that you're using products that work, that are effective, and again, are science research-based. Blue Star products, incredible brand. The products are based on research, science, the products work, trademark patent ingredients, and you can find all of the research just by scanning QR codes that are right on the back of the product. Thank you to Eric and Andy for their podcast. I think it's amazing and definitely give Booster Products a try. Uh, okay, so we had a clip that went pretty viral, which is kind of nice because it's, it's always interesting to see that happen. So uh, it was about puberty and it was about how puberty can affect uh, kind of development in youth sports. We kind of kept it general for you because it's not just hockey, it applies to any, but not even just sports actually, it goes beyond that too. But uh, for us, how we things that we talk about is normally in the context of, of sport and hockey specifically, but it obviously touched on something that is of interest to a lot of people. And I think it is an underappreciated factor that plays into youth development. And it's I think it's hard for a lot of people to understand how big the impact is of 
going through puberty when you're in those critical development years, let's say 12 to 15, 16, past 16, but that's normally when it starts to like even out. But between that, that window of 12 to 16 years old, let's say, it is really, really, really interesting to watch how different kids will either go up or go down and how they're performing because of the effects of puberty. And I remember going through it and I remember there's not a lot of talk about it that I remember just more or less because it's just an uncomfortable topic, even for kids. Like I remember being insecure about it. Like just the fact Are you that saying it was, it's uncomfortable or un- hard to talk about because it's hard to talk about or because people maybe don't even recognize that that's a thing. I think that the talk among adults is that they don't actually understand the effects number one. And then it's difficult to talk about with your kids because kids are insecure about going through puberty because I remember going through it. And I remember if anyone commented on my voice getting deeper or if I had armpit hair, it was like awkward. I didn't want to hear that. You know, I, I'm literally feeling the awkward saying that because I remember being a teenager. Yeah. I remember going through it as a teenager, like, so like stop drawing attention or if you get acne, like these kinds of things, like it can be like a source of insecurity. So it's hard to talk about with kids. Growing a duster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Cause I rem- I literally remember people commenting on it to, to me and me being like, just stop. Like we don't why you know what I mean? So I think for those two reasons, either lack of understanding the effects on the part of adults and how it can impact their performance in a sport or in anything uh, and then for kids, just because it's such a source of insecurity, it's hard to understand what's happening to you, right? Or to put that in context. So I want to. I thought it would be a good idea to dedicate a full episode to it today because obviously it's something that uh, people are interested in. Um, and I think that as we walk through some of this stuff, I think it'll help people understand like the physical part of it, but also just the mental part of it from the kid perspective. Especially for me, just because I'm I'm not. I'm like relatively fresh out of it. Like I still remember like <laughs> just, out out of of pu- just out of puberty. Yeah, right. Good, good job. Yeah. So I, I still remember all those feelings. Like I remember being there and like all that stuff happening. It's not like too far gone. I don't know if you still remember. I'm but... still in it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah, I just wanted right. to, I, I'd like to be two inches tall. Do you, do you remember that though? Do you remember go- like going through that time and remembering changes or not really? Or was it just something you didn't pay attention to? Because that could be no, no. Part. I did, I did, I did, I did. I paid attention to it, but it wasn't necessarily bad. But what it was for me, it's my good friend. I'm not going to say his name because uh, he watches a podcast all the time. Wouldn't want to incriminate him, Jono. Um, he, we were in minor peewee, minor peewee, and this, this actually, this is this could be the whole podcast right here. Minor peewee, Jono had a hairy chest, thick. Hairy legs, shaving. 12? 12 years old. And for me, and he could shoot the puck, man. Uh, you know, and he was skating. It was just like he was just, he was amazing at 12 years old. And he was 5'9"? That's a big peewee. And actually, he was, Jono was like the talk of Ontario. Like, I was like the skilled, good player. And I was like a little pissed, not pissed with Jono. But I was like, like a little envy, a little. Well, jealous. I was like, yeah. hey man, this guy is like, he's pushing. He might be better than me right now. Like, but no, no, he's not better than me. But he might be. And people were talking about him because he was big and he can rip a puck and hit the glass. And Joe, he was probably laughing. He listens to this all the time. And I remember in the dressing room going like, and then I noticed he was hairy and stuff, but I didn't know what that meant. But it was all I all I knew was, I want to, I want to, I want to get that now. 
I want, how come I didn't get that? And like, I might, when that first hair popped out, I was like, yeah. And there was three, four. And then, you know, like that summer, summer, uh, summer balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Right. And, and then, you know, I couldn't wait to shave like, cause John was and stuff like that. Like, so whatever and then but then it evened out then it evened out then jono was you know so jono ended up we're about the same height you know things catch up and everyone ends up shaving and everyone gets strong and 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 jono was like the best to like pretty good to like always pretty good uh but but you know like not exceptional as he was but i remember in peewee and early bantam jono was like the probably like considered one of the best d in ontario yeah yeah, so this is exactly kind of what I want to go into and how these things can can affect uh, like the, just the different trajectories. Because once you understand a little bit about what's going on, yeah. it's it can be to, very helpful. As I was just gonna say, it's it can be really really helpful, not just for you as a player, but as a parent trying to help help and be supportive, scout, right? coach, scout. everything. It's like because some people don't realize. Like I, I have a million examples, and so do you, of the guy that just developed early, and they're just better because they have physical traits that are just developed, right? Maybe they are, they're fast first, you know, they're strong first. They can hit first. They can shoot the puck hard, you know, but all those things, everyone has that once you're 16 and up, like everyone's big enough, everyone's strong enough. Everyone can shoot the puck well enough. Everybody can stick handle. Everyone can skate all of those things, even out once you're into junior and beyond college and pro, right? So the difference makers become other things that aren't just the physical traits, right? Then you obviously get the exceptions of like the huge guy that even as a adult, they're just much bigger or they're much stronger, whatever. You get the genetic freaks or the guys that are just faster uh, and those kinds of things. But a lot of the differences that you might not notice at the youth level come down to just that, this puberty. This is what's going on right now, you know? So if you want, I don't know if you have any other like opening things you yeah, want to say or you want to go for, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I do. I, I wanted to make this like kind of clear because uh, based on the comments, like I wanted to say like when this came out, this was, it, it just started going like people are touching on it, like our, on our podcast from, it wasn't about period, but we touched on it. And this was like from 10 or 15 episodes ago. And so it's like, it's not recent, but we, we saw the comments and we wanted to touch on it again. But what I noticed with a lot of the comments is, is and this is what I want to make clear right away is a lot of people are looking for like yeah what can we do about this How, should we take the age groups and mix it up it's like so it's it's like people take it as it's like an unfair thing but it's not good or bad it's how you deal with this or how you your your attitude and and um, how you work around it or work through it it's not about making a fair system because because here's the thing right like so my kid like there's a few kids actually uh in in guelph there's quite a few late birthday guys so obviously it doesn't hurt right um but so if if those guys played if, if they're december babies okay so if we if we say well we should maybe move it to june well now they're the older guys so is that better or worse right uh, do we mix age groups or like it can be very convoluted. I mean, I think, I think the world does the best they can. So then the next thing that people would say is like, it's very dangerous. And I would say to a degree it can be, but to the other degree, it's, it's almost your advantage to be the late bloomer. Is that controversial? Yeah. Well, no, let me, can I, I want to highlight that. Cause that's a, a, such a good point. Like, because uh, I a lot of those comments were that like it's unfair change yeah. this whatever you know what I was saying right yeah, yeah. you read and that that's yeah. what I want to clarify I want to clarify yeah. because 
we've seen both sides. We see the guys that are like, they develop early and they just stay good. And they, they got an early advantage because they developed. Yeah, they, they, because they got that early advantage, maybe their confidence goes through the roof. Maybe then nobody can catch them because they got that early boost, right? We've seen the exact opposite where you get the guy that got the early boost, he was much better, and then just falls off a cliff when they're 15. Right? That's why I laugh when guys get college commitments early, when they used to get those. Like, how do you project a kid that's 13, 14 years old? You're going to be a college player, and all of a sudden, at 17, 18, when it's time to go, they go, no, no. It's like you were good when you were, like, or you stood out more, or maybe you were exceptional at 13, 14 years old, but then you haven't really gotten bigger, stronger, better. You did more intellectual, more, you don't have more of a brain. Like your hockey hasn't evolved. Right. You're stagnated. Uh, absolutely. And so, so that, your that's best a, years are at 16. Yeah. And that's a great point. And then we get opposites, right? We get the kid that doesn't hit puberty early. So he's behind and stays behind and never catches up. And then you get the kid that was a late bloomer, gets that little feisty gene in him. And then all of a sudden is awesome four years later than everybody else. And, and so the point, point being is like life kind of works itself out. It's not that either way is inherently unfair. And those differences in the game or the size of the kids, whatever, you can't eliminate that. That's always going to be there, right? Unless we just say you can't play. This is the five foot five league and this is the five foot eight league. And, and you can't do that, right? That's right. So, yeah. So that was the one thing I wanted to make sure that, yeah, that, for sure. that people, great, great point. Cause people will comment it's like, but it's not safe. And like, I understand the concern. Trust me. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. But there's, there's ways around that and it is what it is. And I think if you play a game like, and I, I could be wrong about this, but I think if you play, if you're in boxing, weight matters and, mm-hmm. and age matters. I think in football, I think that direct contact could make a, it could be catastrophic, but maybe it's not any well, different I, than I've hockey. This, I don't know. I've said maybe this before. Maybe it's here anyways in the brain. Yeah, because I've said this before too. It's like when you're signing up for any sport that has any physicality to it, like there's just inherent risk to that, right? So it's like, okay, you want to have no risk to anything? It's like, don't ever ride your bike then. Don't ever get in a car. Don't, you know? So it's like there's certain risk associated. You're signing up. So no matter what you do in your life, you're going to be, deciding how much risk you're willing to tolerate but there's always risk to a certain degree right so uh, whether it's unsafe or not it's like yeah but you're kind of signing up for that by playing the sport so play a different one if you don't want that particular risk to have to deal with it right yeah so anyways not good or bad Mm -hmm. in fact there's good and bad to both right so yeah no that's good okay so so what i want i would like you to do is because i know you had like maybe a couple points just quick hitters to start off with and then i want to go into like physical changes versus mental changes and touch on some of those things and then we'll like wrap up with a couple like kind of common questions at the end so i'll let you start start off with that and then we'll we'll go to to something else this is two or three sure comments that i would have about puberty and i i this could be really short or whatever bit of time and i think i'd like to take the time sure number one hitting puberty early or late both is a curse and a blessing both okay the second one i would have is habits habits when you are in puberty like as a hockey player your habits will will get you through will make all the difference that's what i have to say about that 
Now, let me talk about the curse. I, did, I, I didn't need, I didn't need to write down. Let's take an early bloomer, the curse and the blessings. So how, if you look at being a hitting puberty, puberty, that word, you know that word, puberty. If you hit that early, how the heck could that be a curse? Well, the, here's here's to me what the curse is. I, I'm going to back it up a little bit. I was talking to a GM the other day. I was curious about a player. Drafted second, early second round in the NHL. Big, good. Said, can you just, as we're talking, can you just walk me through why he's not in the NHL? And I said, I have my thoughts. He goes, yeah. He goes, one of the biggest problems, he scored 50 goals a couple times in the OHL. I go, yeah. So a lot of people say, well, that's good. Habits. Habits. So here's a, a big, big boy. And we were on this, I was on this exact same page as this GM. There's a big, big boy that didn't necessarily have to use his physicality. He had some skill. So the habits he created in major junior hockey that got him to a second round pick, he didn't develop the bite. So going into the National Hockey League, which is a whole different level, that size he needed to use, and he just he doesn't have that in him. So he thinks he is that, the 50-goal scorer. But at that level, he's not that at all. He'd just be a good, solid, great player. But because his habits aren't uh, that, he, you know, he was released and he signed with someone else, but it's going to be in the American League. This is like going into year four. So, so that's like, that's what I'm talking about, the curse. So let's just use it from a pu- puberty standpoint. So if you're, a, if you're, what, what, what it simply means, and you could be really, really, really good. Like, I'm not saying, like, I would make this really clear too. Eric Lindros probably hit puberty fairly early, right? Uh, I think Shane Wright did. He had a beard ever since he came out. Right. Um, they're really, really good players. Like, but Eric Lindros is one of the best. He was the biggest. But so this is what I would say the curse is, is that you're so good early, and he's the extreme because he was still an amazing, like a superstar NHL guy, like no matter what you say. But that would be the exception. But like he when he played in the OHL, I I think for me he was the best player I've ever seen in the OHL. Like one of the best players I've ever seen. Run guys over and crazy. So he was good, strong had the presence, go out there, control the puck. Like, that's all good. But the curse to me was he was just bigger. And I want to be clear. I'm not I'm not carving him at all because he was like a superstar. But the the, the, the puberty thing and the size thing and, and everything levels out. So I'm not saying he didn't work hard and all that stuff. But what I'm saying, some of the habits that he had ended his career. In junior, when he would go, he, he had the ability to... I'm not saying his head down, but like take risks, yeah, make risky care. players. Yeah. And he was going to run guys over until you get to a point where you you find your Scott Stevens and guys like that, that can meet you at center ice and, and damage you back. So the curse for him was like, to me was that that lesson or that, that never was taught to him at a really early age. Cause if, if someone tried to open ice hit him, they probably ended up, on their ass looking at the lights. So that would be the extreme. So, but the next one would be the kid that's pretty good that hit puberty at 13, 14, 15, 16. 
they just look really, really good. But you you, you can't be fooled. Yeah, because I, if sorry, I don't want to say. I think instead of saying they look really, really good, because I think for for some people you can tell like the details aren't there or whatever, but they look really dominant. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right, without yeah. necessarily looking like they're good. People that don't know any better would think, yeah, they look like they're really well, he's good. He's a beast. Yeah, he's yeah, a beast. Like, like, but it's like they're dominating a game. It doesn't necessarily mean they're good. That's right? but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So like it takes it takes a little bit of like when you see a good 13, 14 year old player, it's like it's great to see. But like for me, I can pick that out. Like you know that. I can pick that out in two seconds. Like, yeah, it's he's bigger. He's hairy. And I you can see it because his shot's harder, but the mechanics are like they're not great. The skating's okay. The the decision making is like that that's not gonna translate unless he really focuses on the game so my point is the curse is you're bigger and then the other side of that is you think you're working hard and you might be but are you compare that to the younger guy the smaller kid that doesn't have a hair on his nut that's just giving it everything just to keep up that's working hard so that would that's what do I need to say more about that part? No, just let me just let me bottle yeah. it up. So, I think kind of kind of what you're saying is the reason that it can be a curse is because you can get away with things that aren't necessarily the best way of doing things. So, because and I'm bigger, you can do it without 100% maximum effort. Yeah. So you can do you can have you can have poor habits. You can maybe not try as hard as you need to. Not that everybody does this, but for certain guys that hit puberty early, you can just get away with maybe poor habits or doing things a certain way that doesn't actually work once the competition is equal. But because you can just dominate physically, maybe because you're faster, maybe because you're stronger, maybe because your shot is just harder. You're not worried about going that corner. You're not not, worried about getting hurt. Exactly. So like, let's say, for example, your shot is just harder, like you're saying. I can shoot wrong, but just because my shot's hard, I could score a bunch more goals. I can get away with the bad habit of my shooting mechanics because I can make up for it with my shot power because I've hit puberty first, right? So if I'm if I'm summarizing that, what you're saying, it can be a curse just because you can get away with more, where at the high levels, those things are going to be exposed. And you'll see from minor hockey to the OHL, you see kids drop off for that reason. From the OHL to pro or minor pro or whatever, you see guys drop off for that reason. College, same thing. Guys that you could get away with some habits that weren't actually what you needed to be doing to be a good hockey player just because you could compensate from puberty, from the fact that you developed sooner. Is that So that's kind of a summing, yeah, and right? Then, and, then, and then the curse continues though, right? Because... And it doesn't mean it always happens. I'm saying like right. this is what can, can happen, happen if the habits. We're, we're talking about the negative side. The habits, and you don't realize what's going on, and your work ethic isn't there. And all of a sudden, if you're not prepared for being a dominant 14, 15 year old, when people catch up and like the game, or you're playing against guys that are older, like say OHL or something like that, and 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 now the work actually happens. Like this might be the first time you've seen it where it's like total effort right like in the gym you're not as strong as everybody so okay so sorry so sorry to cut you off just so if we think about that example now it's like maybe i haven't had to work so hard from the time i was 12 until i'm 16 now i go to my ohl camp i haven't had to work hard yet so now you now you get there but but the kid the other kid that had to work his bag off this whole time he goes into his ohl camp already having the work ethic 
right? So there's one, just one example of where you can see like, okay, this guy, if I'm a coach or I'm a GM or whatever, I'm like, I don't know if this guy's got it, but this kid who's younger, younger looking, let's say, or younger, not as developed as you, he might be worth more of a gamble because I can see that he's got some habits, right? That's a really good point. Yeah. And then like that, that, and then it's like that, that curse again, is like when you, when you, uh, when you come to Jesus and you realize that you're, you're not dominant, your average, that it takes that much harder work to produce. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Maybe you go, oh, I, I can put this together. But if you've never done it before, can you? Mm-hmm. Or do you, do you no, feel you're like the late one? <laughs> do you feel okay? So it's that. And it's like, yeah, but now the coach says, okay, I need you to dump pucks in. I need you to block shots. It's like, yeah, no, no, but I score goals. Like I do that. It's like, that's what could happen, right? Um, so that's like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. The curse. So the curse of being good early, uh, physically dominant, all that stuff. At some point things catch up. Now you have to have habits. And if your habits aren't there, then it's, it's tougher to change. I'm not, it's not impossible. So your desire needs to be good. And like, like, again, some of the kids that like, and, and many kids have hit puberty early and they have the, everything it takes to do it, you know, and they're, and they're just that good too. Uh, but then there's a lot of people that you, they're the, the next ones are the can't miss guys that miss. And and a lot of it has to do with that. And they just didn't process that. I'm just bigger right now. It's like me playing peewee hockey right now. Yeah. Right. I'd be pretty good. Yeah. I think. Remember the, slow, but. Remember, the, remember the conspiracy theory about uh, Neil Yakupov? Uh, they were saying he's, he's because he was in the OHL and he looked like he was 40 years old already. They're just like, there's no way this guy's. So he goes first overall in the NHL and then he gets the NHL and all of a sudden he can't do anything. Right. So that was like validating the conspiracy theory about maybe he was like actually 24 or yeah. something. Right? Well, and if I was scouting and if I ran a team and if I was a parent that I, I would look at that and I do. And I would say, okay, so there's, there's got to wonder how much ceiling there is. Got to wonder, right? And then you're really looking at the habits and the little details. So then on the other side of, of being uh, on, the, on the early bloomers is there's also the blessing. And the blessing is that when you're young and you're dominating, I mean, that's a confidence booster. And you... And especially if you do the things the right way and you're willing to work and you maybe even recognize that, you know, you got a good supporting cast around you that says like, you know, you understand that working hard and smart and understanding the game is going to be critical. Like, you know, so it's like, it's not, I, 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 I hope I don't sound like I'm pissing on someone that hit puberty at six. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You know, it is yeah. what it is, but you have to understand that eventually everyone becomes men or, or big strong teenagers or whatever you want to call it and it's a big world and you're taking the best of the best from all over the place and it's like if you have a lot of good habits and you're doing the things properly then that you have a confidence already that's the blessing that's the blessing you get a head start you know you know you get you get to try things so like maybe you know guys are a little bit scared of stepping up on you so you can try going between the legs or you know doing some fancy shit which might turn out to be a good thing for you right because you got good hands and stuff but uh that's 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 one of the blessings yeah i think the the thing that i notice most with a lot of kids that develop early like that if the timing is just right they get the early hype right and and the early hype can actually be very beneficial because it can follow you for years even if you don't perform like i've seen guys got to give them a chance yeah right like the fit fi- at 15 16 you were super dominant and then 
you maybe get drafted to the OHL, maybe you get drafted high and you start to fall off because you developed early, whatever, but they're just going to give you another chance. They're just going to give you another chance because they remember how dominant you were and they want to see if you still have that. Right. So whereas the guy that didn't have that early hype, you kind of have to earn it. You have to kind of earn every opportunity just by default. Right. And that's where you get, I'm not saying every first or second rounder is a guy that hit puberty early, but that's kind of what that benefit is for if you're a first second round pick it's like you get you automatically get the belief like people believe in you automatically because you're that high pick and if you were a guy that hit puberty early you kind of get some of that same treatment because you were dominant and now you get to the benefit of having a little more leash right so that's a that's an important point too on the on the positive end with that yeah and then so you go to the late bloomers and you do the same thing i mean i probably don't have to go into many detail but this this is why i really do like um the late puberty guys, the late bloomers, maybe even late birthdays, because even like, even if you're just a late birthday, that's, that's like, when you talk 13 years old, that's, that's, uh, that's a big chunk of that kid's life that he's behind. Right. Socially, like the whole bit. So what I like, like the, the, the curse on a, uh, so let's go with the curse first. The curse on the, on a late bloomer is that <laughs> it's just not easy, man. And, and, and now let me clear that up. Some late bloomers or late puberty guys, you'd never know the difference except you'd say they're kind of small or uh, they're, you know, they're raw, whatever the word is, but they might be really good. But it's like, that's where you, they create, doubt is created, mate, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the curse is also like, you actually just have to work hard, 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 maybe to keep up. And, the other curse is just socially fitting in and then and, and psychologically or confidence it's it, as you're looking at all those things like am i good enough like why do i have to work so hard and all that kind of stuff um and sometimes you may get overlooked when you're young uh because you're just maybe it's because you're small or or i'm not even saying you're no good but sometimes you're not good enough yet because you're just that nine months behind or you're you're just you know, whatever, you're not strong enough yet or, or whatever. Um, so that, that to me, this is a curse. Obviously I could go on for, forever. And then the blessings of it though, is, is like, you just flip the script is like, you've learned how to work real hard. You've learned how to, no matter who you're going with against more or less, is this is going to be like boy versus, not, not boy versus man versus boy, but it's like maybe a year or two older than me every single time so you got to learn how to really push back how not to be scared how to maybe think better and so the blessing on that is once you catch up if you continue and work and you have good habits then once it evens out that's why you see these guys just whoa where'd this guy come from you know like so i was listening to uh zach white cloud talking about uh his like he won a stanley cup talking about hockey and he had no he said there's nothing in me that thought i'd be a pro hockey player because my goal was to get to college and he goes that was like never played triple a and he just played 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 and i don't know if it's because he was a late bloomer or a, a puberty guy but the bottom line is that he took a uh he just kept playing and developed and developed and it's it was a really good d whereas those you look at guys in that draft class it's like first round picks and you go not even close you know, so the reward is huge if you persist right. and get through it. No, that's a great message, man. I think the 
the reason that that whole discussion right there is super helpful because now like if you notice that your kid is on the early end in terms of the puberty curve, you can start to reinforce some of these things like, yep, but just make sure you're working hard. Yep. But just make sure you have good habits. Yeah. But like you're, you're dominating, but are you dominating in, in the right way? Are you dominating by doing the right things? Or are you just overpowering people? Right? Like these are things you can start to talk about with your kid and you don't even have to necessarily talk about it in the, in terms of puberty. You can, if they're receptive to that. But like I said, at the start, I remember being insecure and not wanting to hear that conversation. So you can find ways to say, well, yeah, but like, look, like you're a lot taller, right? So, you know, you have an advantage So make sure you're not just like taking advantage of that advantage, right? Make sure you're still doing things the right way. And then the flip side, if your kid is on the, the early or the late end of the development curve, then you can empower them. And by reminding them like, yep, you're going to, you're going to get yours though. Like you're going to get yours. So just keep like, keep being a dog, man. Like keep being a dog. You're going to get yours. And that can be a way where if your kid is struggling, they can start to you know, build a little bit of an identity as that, that feisty guy there, that guy that wants to battle and they can kind of buy into that because they know like, I got to work a little harder because these kids are a little bit bigger or whatever. And you can flip it into a positive instead of being like frustrated and always negative. Like I can't keep up with these guys, yada, yada. It's like, you can turn it into something that is empowering for them. Right. And then the other thing I just want to mention too, is like, it's not that your kid is going to be one or the other either because I'm thinking of myself. Yeah, there's a medium guy. I was, I was the medium guy. I was like, I wasn't late. I wasn't early. I had a late birthday, but in terms of like my growth and development, yeah, I was like rating the, I was never short. I was always actually a, a taller kid. I think the puberty thing hit me a little bit later than a lot of kids, but I never had like a big jump. I never had a big spurt. I was just kind of like slow and steady. And I was like right in the thick of things the whole time. So like there might be, you might, if you're looking at your kid, like I can't tell, like, I don't know. They might just be right in the middle. Like they might be that slow and steady kind of thing. So I just want to mention that. Yeah. So at the the end of the podcast, I'm going to probably mention that again, but like to me, um, it's, it's, it's important. So I just want to touch on the habits again. That's why your habits are everything. Cheating habits, cheating the process, cheating, um, the work that goes into it. That's, that's the recipe for failure. So um, it doesn't matter to your point. It doesn't matter if you're early, late or right in the middle. The pro- the point is, is that it's, it's not about, it's the process, not the outcomes, right? If you're, if you're, if you, every single shift, whether you have hair in your nuts or you don't, are back checking as hard as you can and learning when to maybe pick a guy up, like you're learning the game and you, but you're doing it hard whether you're you're three or older three if you're physically three four years older than someone or not that's a good habit that will stick with you if if you forecheck and you always go into the corner hard and you have intelligence that go with it those are good habits if you shoot because you're stronger instead of making the right play that's a bad habit so if you if the habits are good then it all doesn't matter and then, and then for, as far as a safety thing, a lot of people are concerned about, yeah, you can get hurt. Well, I, I, I find that, it, I, to me, it doesn't matter how big you are. I know this is going to, some people say, no, no, no. I don't. I, I don't want to say it like that. But the, the kids that understand how to play with their head up, that understand, you know, and this is maybe sometimes parents or coaches need to teach is like learn how to protect yourself. But if your head's up and you, and and you play with intelligence, you don't get hit hard too often unless you design it. And, you know, learning how to 
you know, if you are small, that you you know you could take a hit and roll off them. You learn how to protect yourself in that way, getting your stick up, different things like that. So it's uh, the safety thing. I'm I'm not I'm not really worried about that. Uh, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I would agree. So I want to talk about uh, a couple specifics about what can happen with puberty, just so people have a little bit of a you know a tangible thing to grab onto when judging the situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, okay, first one. Uh, we'll go f- talk about physical things first because these are the most obvious. Um, first is like body proportions, coordination. So uh, you can have growth spurts that make you feel uh, uncoordinated again. I've had, actually, I was just talking to a dad last night. Kid was on the treadmill. I was like, yeah, he hit a growth spurt. And now it's like his stride's all weird or something like that, which to a degree, yes, Maybe some people panic a little more than they need to, but that can happen where like all of a sudden your legs are longer. So now you don't exactly know how to move your legs the same way or your balance is kind of off. So it can affect those things because you're not used to that frame anymore. So quick growth spurts can affect that kind of thing, right? So you shoot up three, four, five, six inches in a short period of time. That's, it's, it's not as the same as adapting to like small changes, right? So that, that, that's the first thing. If you can interrupt me at any point, if you have something to say. Uh, so that, that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is obviously like the hormonal changes. So this is where what we talk about where uh, you start to get that testosterone where the muscle mass starts to come on, the bone density goes up, and you just get stronger because of those things. That, and you didn't really do anything to earn that. It's just that's what happens when you get the testosterone. And this is why when people ask me about training, the age of training is normally, I say, once you hit puberty, because now you get that those hormones where you can start to see the growth and you can capitalize on that that period of time. It's literally like you're on steroids. That is actually what it's like for for boys. What, 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 what do adults do when they testosterone gets low? Yeah, they, they take some. TRT. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like not they do. Yeah. But you, that's, a, that's an option. You don't want to have low testosterone. Right, exactly. So that's what happens when you're in the, the puberty years. That's why the most growth you will ever see in your whole life if you don't take performance enhancing drugs is going to be during puberty, right? Once that is done, you don't continue to see that growth for the rest of your life, right? So if you hit that earlier than somebody else, then obviously the strength that can come from that, the power that you can generate from that will give you a disproportionate advantage like relative to to the other guys that are on the ice, right? Which which is the flip side to that is the you know, you got to feel for those guys that want to get in shape too, that want to work out, right? I remember my kid and even some of the other kids that we started here, you know, the best we can do for you <laughs> is to get you to move properly. You know, you're not going to get stronger. We're very, very minimal. And you're not going to get bigger, but they, they want to be like their buddies. And that's a challenge, right? And that's where parenting and the surrounding village, per se, yeah. Absolutely. Well, then that's, that's why, again, back to the training thing. That's why when people ask, it's like, I want to sign my 10 year old up for off ice. And I'm just like, like, what do you want out of the off ice? Do you want them to get stronger and faster? Cause that won't happen. You know, well, you hear that with parents a lot. It just needs to be faster. It's like, (sighs) you can't be yet. Eight, nine, 10. These aren't the years. and, And the reason is like that, that hormone testosterone is so responsible for your recovery, man. It's huge. It's huge for recovery. So, that ability to build up, right? It's anabolic for a reason. Like that ability to build up, you don't have it yet. It's not there. So you can see some, but it's like until you have that hormone present, you're not going to see the the progress that you want to see, right? So before they're at that age, it's like, yeah, you can get them comfortable moving and stuff and that's all good. 
right? Get them athletic, whatever. But, you know, like we just said, you could hit puberty, have a huge growth spurt, and it could just kibosh that anyways, right? And then you have to relearn a lot of stuff. So that's important to know. And then the last one kind of to touch on from a physical perspective, and this is one that I actually didn't think of when I was doing a little research. I was, uh, I came across this one is um, injury susceptibility. So when you start to hit puberty, because things are growing at different rates, it can put you at risk for different kinds of injuries, right? So if you notice, I don't have any particular like anecdotes about that happening or kids I knew that were that were getting hurt more during puberty years, but it does make sense. You know what I mean? Like your, your femurs grow, your hamstrings are tighter. Like these kinds of things can start happening. Um, because you're not as coordinated, you're, you're a lot more maybe clumsy and things can happen or you're, you can get hurt. So that was another one I came across, which I thought was just an interesting one. That's yeah, I think I have no comment on that. No, me neither. Yeah. Cause I don't, that, just that, that didn't affect me at all. I don't have any examples yeah. of that, but just something to be, to be, um, thinking about if you got a kid that, isn't just being a baby. If like, it seems like they're getting little things that maybe is something to be, um, to be looking at. So that's all I had on the physical stuff. Any comments on that? No, the mental? I mean, it speaks for itself. I think. Yeah. Um, no, I'll deal with that after. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, mental side, these are the more interesting ones now because the physical things are kind of obvious. So, uh, mental, I kind of said at the start, when you're going through puberty, the big two for me are like self image things, which like not in the weird way, just like self image things. And then being insecure because like, maybe you have acne, maybe you are way bigger than everyone. Maybe you stink because now you have body odor and like somebody, you know what I mean? There's all these things that start to come up in those years when you start to change that mentally can be like a stressor. Right? Or you look like baloney Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember baloney, baloney Joe? Joe? I do. He just, baloney he, Joe. He, he didn't Tough. grow anymore, but like he grew, he turned out to be about, you know, he wasn't tall when he hit puberty mm-hmm. and he didn't get any taller, but he had a head like a dump truck and hair and yeah. voice. And it like, it was very awkward. Yeah. Right. So that's mentally, that's something that your kid has to deal with. Right. And maybe if you have never paid attention to this as parents before, like you didn't, you weren't in tune with the, how the puberty thing could affect you or whatever. It's like, that is actually a factor that you need to consider now when your kids are interacting, when they're in social situations it's a weird it's a weird time when things are changing and you don't know how to deal with that right so mentally that's that's a big one um with that can come like the emotions the anger the moodiness maybe you can speak on dealing with a teenager in your house going through this stuff like some some of the changes from younger to that puberty time where things are just like weird now like what is your problem kid i can't really speak to that because i'm not all the time yeah you know we got a daughter and two boys and it's they're all a little bit different but they all had things and it's like it's unreasonable but, but was it like a black and white change where it was like okay this is not how you used to be and now you're angry and emotional and no moody. They're, they're all different they're all different yeah. i mean uh, like one was like jeez yeah what a pain in the ass you are yeah. like, <laughs> like that's all you are is a pain in the ass <laughs> um you know and then the other two were like not bad not bad. Um, but you see differences and you'll see someone get moody over no reason. Yeah. You know, they need more sleep, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And under, yeah. understanding that just from the side of they're going through puberty is useful to know because then it's like, yeah, okay, you're a pain in my ass, but maybe it'll help you to understand a little bit and kind of, kind of help them through like shit's weird right now. Right. It's hard to know like how to behave. I see it now with a lot of the classes I teach because I have like the grade nine, 10 time. That's like prime time where everything's weird, just everything's awkward. The kids are awkward. The boys and girls interacting is awkward. It's just weird. Um, 
And then the last one, this is probably the most important one that I could think of mentally, uh, was differences in maturity. Because you can handle things a lot better with a little bit more maturity than less, right? So uh, whether it's a loss, whether it's uh, criticism, feedback, uh, coaching, uh, parenting instruction, these kinds of things, if you have a little bit more maturity, you may, might have a little bit of a leg up in terms of handling certain situations. Uh, you might be able to think the game a little bit better because you have maturity. You can just see things a little bit more clearly. You, you start to have a little bit of longer term thinking because you're mature. Maybe not as impulsive on the on the positive end. Obviously, talking about this, uh, so that's the other one that I would I would say plays a lot is that uh, that maturity thing mentally, where you just start to grow up a little bit and you start to be able to process information a little bit better. Uh, so that can give you a leg up mentally. That I think applies more directly to the to the performance side of things when we're talking about hockey. Yeah, right? I, I th- but I think we're. I would I would say yeah and no. Um, this is from my experience anyways, and, 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 and also dealing with a lot of kids. I think it's uh, one of the big factors when it comes down to the maturity is because they, they, they just, especially for the guys, the brain's just not, it's, they're dumb. They're dumb, dumb guys, right? I'm still dumb, but they, they just, um, if you can, cause they can't reason totally. So the maturity, like I find some kids, it's, it's, I think it's, again, comes down to the village. It comes down to who they're surrounded with. That oh, 100%. The message is coming across 100%. the right way so that you can have the patience to sit down and talk to them and, and give them a little bit of space to, you know, you know. But if you can do if you can present cases and, and, and present options and present things in in a good light like where you let them think a little bit and and try to help them reason i think it goes a long way um because you know the things that my parents or my uncles or whatever people would would say when i was 16 17 i was so much smarter than them right there's no reasoning it's like not i'll figure it out you know so it's like being able to like just have them process it ask questions like it's it's a big thing and that's another topic right well, I, I agree 100% yeah. i'm talking more like so if you take uh the kid that's he's a mature young kid before puberty he hits puberty he'll just be a little more mature even though he was already mature where the 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 fact that he was already mature i think comes to the from the environment thing a little bit more whereas you have the dumb kid here where he's not mature at all he hits puberty he's still going to start getting a little more mature you know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah, from, process, from the, yeah. from the puberty, right? That was more pointing kind yeah, of that, okay. that out. Because if you're a kid that hasn't hit it at all, even obviously some kids are just better than other kids. Like I, that one kid we had here in the summertime, uh, young kid, he's really good player. Just a little guy. He's from, yeah. came from out oh, of town yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. like just a mature thinker. Like he hasn't seen, he hasn't seen puberty for a second yet, but like, you can just see it's like, man, you can just think the game, man, right? So obviously it's not not so much that. You can talk to him. You yeah, things exactly, very right? Serious. So I'm not. I don't mean more like the huge environmental changes, but just on an individual level, it's like when you hit puberty, you will be a little bit more able to do those things to whatever level your baseline was at before. It'll just go up slightly from the from the puberty thing. So that, that's what I got from the the physical mental thing. You got anything else to wrap before I, we go to like some questions, kind of start wrapping up? Um, I was going to talk about the mental, like a mental yeah, go. thing, but uh, do we have a question on that? No, this it'll okay. be like different questions. Yeah, I think it's very important. Like you, kids, like I, I think parents can get this for the most part. Like not because 
I mean, most people get it, but maybe some people don't, or maybe I take it for granted, but, um, there's a lot of things and I, I'm, I'm probably leaning more towards the kid that hasn't hit it yet. Like that's, that's the, his peers are, um, there's a lot of things that, um, I think parents need to understand is that, well, I, I, even for a, I guess a kid that has hit puberty, but the psychological side, like the confidence is a big thing. And as you said, if you hit it early, you stick out like a sore thumb, you're different, right? So it's like, you could be, um, self-conscious about that. But if you have it, it's like, you're, you're the guy that wants to be bigger, stronger. And it's like, I think, and I will go into this in a bit. It's, it's, the parents having conversations with them to let them know that everything's okay. You know, like you could be a kid that on the ass end of puberty or the beginning of puberty where you're playing with, playing hockey with guys that are uh, maybe two years into it. And, you know, you're carrying a little bit of belly fat. You still got baby fat and, you know, the boys could be chirping you, right? That's what hockey players do. You're fat. It's not really though. Not really. It hasn't, it hasn't got out of that phase yet, you know, and then you see guys lean out. So it's like, you just, I think talking to kids and then I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the, how I do it with after, but I think it's, there's a big confidence thing. They're always, there's girls, right? The girls around, it's like, you always want to look good for girls and they don't want to say it. There's, they're, they want to look good in their, uh, I mean, it's little things. You can walk in the dressing room and one guy can wear the tracksuit or whatever. And he looks jacked and then you're, you're walking and it's hanging off you. Yeah. yeah. You know, all these little things. Yeah, right? for sure. So, well, uh, we'll do a couple of like kind of common questions sure. and then you can do your little wrap up yeah. here. So, so the first one, just like on the, on the parenting side, I want to talk about, um, kind of how to best support the kid, um, going through like the ups and downs of puberty. So you, you can use like your own experience as, as an example or yeah. whatever thoughts come to mind. So as a, from a parenting side, how can you kind of be in that supportive role through that time kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, you got like, to me, the, the, how parents can help is you got to recognize where your kid's at. So I'm talking more as a hockey player, recognize where he's at. Right. I mean, even off the ice. Yeah. Right? As a hockey player. Yeah. As a hockey player, recognize where he's at. So you, you uh, let me just see something here. Yeah, so recognize where he's at. So as a hockey player, if you see the kid playing and you notice like, okay, we're 13 years old and my son, oh, Johnny boy got big. This guy got big. Okay, so like in your own head, you're saying, okay, they're either going to be huge kids or my kid's going to be really small or hmm, something's going on here. So a conversation with your son saying, oh boy, he really grew over the summer, right? Um, you don't have to say like... Uh, um, you know, like is, when he drops his drawers, does he look like he's got buckwheat in a headlock or in a leg lock? <laughs> you know, but you can you say questions. Oh, you know, this is son. There's this thing called puberty. There's this thing called where, or you don't have to say that, that word. That's weird. Right. That's a weird word. A eh? puberty. Like who the hell wants to talk about that? But you know, the, you know, the, the talk about a development stage, you know, the, at some point guys are going to get a little hairier, get a little stronger. What that is, is testosterone gives guys a leg up. Everyone gets it. Some guys are a year or two early. Some guys are a year or two behind. So, you know, if you, if you see on the ice that this guy's really dominating, don't get intimidated by that because he's hit it early. Everyone catches up. Like you can have those conversations without t telling your kid, 
you know, drop the drawers. Let's see what you got there. Yeah, too. exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I uh, think I think talking about it early too would makes it less awkward later. Like yeah. if you introduce the topic yeah. when they're yeah. nine, ten, yeah. eleven, yeah, you, don't, you don't have to make it like, weird. Yeah, it doesn't have to be weird. No, you just call it going, development instead. Yeah, because then when they're going through it, it's not yeah. as weird because they've heard it before. Yeah. Right. Whereas general like, general statements like for me, I grew up in the hockey world, so I could use a, you know, back in the day, Charlie. I remember this guy, John, let's say, uh, it, you know, he he developed early. Other guys, Dwayne Pascal, he didn't develop till he was about 38. Um, so, uh, you know, it happens and then you see things even out, right? So, but the other thing is, is to make sure, like, so knowing that, so say your kid hits it early. Let's say he hits it late. Let's say he's right in the middle. As a parent, is just, or the people, you know, try the best you can is to explain that going back to habits. Right, it's not about scoring the goal. It's not, you know, it's about habits. Are you doing working hard, back checking hard? Are you going to the corners hard? Are you making the right plays? Are you willing to do the things that takes to be a good player? Because skating through people and scoring or shooting from the blue line on a wrist shot and going over the goalie's the the non-puberty goalie's shoulder, it's not actually a real goal, right? So it's explaining to them like it's not discouraging them, it's encouraging them to do hard. You know, and you know what? Sometimes you might go in the corner, and the kid might like the, you're bigger, and you might you might smoke him. And he might lay there and cry, and it might hurt your feelings because you hurt someone, or you might think you're a big tough guy. It will even out, son. And then you take it the other way, and you t- you tell the kid, you know, these guys are developing pretty good. You're not you're not physically there yet, but you know what? If you do this and this, this and this, when when you catch up, you're going to be a great player. And it's like that encouragement without you know putting them into the yeah, beautiful yeah. Um, Next question. Uh, what about from the player side? Uh, kind of, I guess kind of the things you just applied from the parenting side, but how are ways that you can kind of stay, motiva- stay motivated, stay confident when you have to face the challenge of like potential discouragement of this guy can just crush me? Like, I, I, you know, the, we use the example of like you go to do a drill and you know you're going to lose. And it's like that kind of mental thing, right? It's like, how, how do you deal with it when you know you're going to be on the shit end or whatever from the player side? So I think that's why it's very... You know, I think coaches do have responsibilities in this too. And some will listen and some won't. And some will say, I don't need to. I don't care about that. And that's fine. Not really. But this is where I'm saying this is where you need your surroundings to be very helpful. Both ways. So if you're the if you're the kid that has to work real hard, you're probably going to lose. It's explaining that again. He's physically two years old. You keep doing it. And when you catch up, like yeah, that message has to be told and then you're you know what maybe your goal isn't to maybe your goal isn't to you know your goal is to win like they say we have a battle drill your goal is to win but if you're never winning maybe your goal is to make this harder for him to 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 win like maybe maybe you're just making this guy frustrated that's a win even though you don't think it is right find little victories on along the way even though a 12 year old will think that's sick they're stupid but find those positive and encourage um but again, it goes back to like what I'll always say, and I say this to no matter what the hockey player we talk to, like solving problems as a hockey player, it's it's not about goals. It's not. Even Connor McDavid and Connor uh, Bedard, they're all Connors now. Eh? Uh, it's they're it's about goals now, but it's like the, the players that they are isn't just because they can score goals. They do other things very well. It's habits. If you do habits really well, that you know, and you just got to con- con- encourage it. So like as a parent. If the, if the kid hears, I loved your back checking today. And he goes, yeah, I didn't score. It's like, yeah, but 
You, you knocked it. You took a scoring chance away. You you battled on that puck, and you did. They hear the encouragement. That's good. Um, but these kids need to work on their three, four things, five things, right? And then work ethic and all that stuff. And the other thing that I would say, and this is uh, this is a job of a parent to t- teach the kid this. I think is success leaves clues. Success leaves clues. I think you do a very a huge in, uh, injustice to your kid. If your kid's a late bloomer or an early bloomer and don't explain or find a couple people that were in that situation before. So if I'm an early, if I'm an early uh, bloomer or early puberty guy and my son looks like he's pretty good, you got to point out, okay, so let's go, let's take a look at this guy, this guy, this guy that were superstars and they were the can't miss project process. You can find that anywhere. What was the difference? Right? So there's guys that, that can, you know, be, superstars at 15 but if you want to continue on this you have to have good habits success leaves clues and then look at the early bloomers like the the studs that were hairy or whatever at 15 and see what they did like their success stories like what did they do listen to their words listen to the interviews see their habits right and then the other side is uh for the for the kids that develop later is there's a million clues out there look at uh, johnny Gaudreau. he's not big you know, he's, there's no way. Well, maybe there's a way he was an early bloomer, but there's a battle there, right? What what was the success story there? There's a success story because he overcame certain things. The the, the late, that's what I'm saying about the guys that are late bloomers that have some grit. They're grit for, they're gritty forever. And I love those kids, the late late birthday guys and all that stuff. Um, you know, you can look at the Mitch Marners. The Mitch Marners is, uh, he, you know, when he was drafted, stuff he looked like a little baby, right? Look at look at uh, uh, to take it to the other extreme is, um, I think, and I think I'm right, is you take a look at Tom Wilson. There's, I think, which I would call like probably an early puberty guy that had a lot of success to the NHL. So it's not like it's not like you could be an early bloomer and then you fizzle out at 18. No, no. His habits, obviously, he ran over guys and he had that nastiness and he carried it with him and he had some skill. He could skate and he kept it going. So like the success leaves clues. Success leaves clues, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good uh, way to frame it, too, is just find the guy that you think you're like. You know, we talk about that all the time, modeling your game. You could find that on the development side of it as well. Like, who's kind of like you physically? Who's kind of where you were at at the same age? Those kinds of things, right? And then the, the last one here is the... This is, sorry, did I cut you off? This is why, that's why I said, find a book for your kid or be interested in, 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 in reading about people. Because what you're going to find is that Everybody has a certain amount of adversity, right? Everyone, everyone does. Like, I don't know of one person that just played hockey and everything was great all the time. Like, there's things. And then, you know, in some of the biographies um, that, that you can go and pick up and read, you're just going to find things that, that it'll resonate with you. That's why I'm like a huge, huge uh, believer and advocate for picking up a book once in a while. Or, or nowadays it could be a podcast, but like you got to listen to them like, I pick up so much, even being 55 years old, that I go, I yes, yes, yes. I need to hear that story for this kid. So, I, I you know, I was listening to uh, White Cloud, Zach White Cloud talking somewhere. I don't know where I was listening to a podcast. Like, what a, what a great way to spend your time learning about something in the craft that you want to be. This guy was just talking about his life, and it's like, okay, that's a story. I, I could think of 20 kids right now. That you need to hear this right now, so that you can just continue to play. Don't get discouraged. 
going to because you didn't get drafted in the OHL, you didn't get a scholarship at 17, doesn't mean nothing. It means nothing. It means something, but it doesn't mean anything. So picking up a book and reading about, like every time a player sees a book that comes out from an NHL hockey player, you know, thumb through it a little bit. And and if there's a life story there, you need to read it. You need to read it. Because, you know, like here's here's the thing. The other day, I, I think I mentioned this to you. I could make a prediction. Connor Bedard the other day, there was a thing that came out that he was uh, uh, um, after practice, he was shooting pucks for an hour, right? Came out and everyone was like, oh, wow, wow. So my prediction is every parent in the world that has their kid in hockey is going to say, see, you have to stay out, you got to stay out, you got to stay out. But my the real answer is, I'm going to give his parents a lot of credit here, I believe, as I don't think his dad was saying you have to shoot pucks, shoot pucks, shoot pucks. He's at that level and this is his craft. This is his goal scoring is his thing. And he takes the time an hour after practice to continue to shoot because he needs to get better. That's something that a kid needs to see. And then when they choose to see that over and over, then they can decide, okay, I got to do that too. Not mom and dad. But I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of parents telling their kids they need to do more. But that's an inherent, that's a thing. But anyways, my point is, is that you need to see over and over what it actually takes. You need to see... Yaramir Jaeger talk or read about Yaramir Jaeger doing 1,000 push-ups and sit-ups and squats a day. What? Yeah, he's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, and he did it right till the... He's still playing, man. He's 52. You got to see Sidney Crosby. You got to read that story about how hard he worked and continues to work. Like, kids need to see it so that... Uh, but anyways, success leaves clue. That's my point. That's my freaking point. No, that's, that's great because that goes into the next one too is like, uh, I'm thinking of two like quick examples of guys that I played with because I want to use like personal stories that of guys I know. Um, I had one kid, and one is one is the guy that developed early that fizzled out. Which you can have the guy that developed early that makes it, like you pointed out with Tom Wilson. And I had another guy who developed late and made it. And you can have the guys that develop late and don't make it. So it's any four, but I'm picking these two just to give an example. I had one guy I played with who was developed early and he was just a freak athlete he was a freak man like he was at like smashing records at track and field in grade school like just a freak athlete and he was way better in hockey when we were young because he was way faster and he could rip the puck that's why he was better as we got older it became very apparent that he couldn't make decisions he couldn't think the game at all so he was trying to be things that he wasn't like he was trying to be a a high skilled player when that wasn't wouldn't have been his best option. His best option would have been more power forward style because he was a big kid, fast, strong. But because he developed early, he had he was getting points, etc. And he tried to stick with that and couldn't shake it. So then he ended up getting drafted late when he was expecting that he was going to get drafted early. And then he fizzled out shortly after that. He didn't play. He never ended up playing uh, OHL outside of a few games to start. And then that was it. Then it was over. Then he was done done after that had another kid that I played with who was November birthday like me late like little boy little boy and he ended up uh, not in hockey but in baseball in baseball he got drafted he ended up getting drafted to the Tigers out of college so he stopped he stopped playing hockey through high school after our draft year whatever and started focusing on baseball and then 
that was perfect for him because it gave him a few more years where he could develop and he turned into like a really awesome, awesome baseball player. And he's played pro now for let's say seven years. Right. So he's, he's, and he doesn't play in the, he doesn't play in the majors, but he's played, he's had now had a pretty decent pro career, right. Playing baseball. And that was a kid where it was like, he was a little boy up until he stopped playing hockey for when we kind of went separate ways. Cause he was playing baseball now. Right. So you can see like the development curve hits different ways. Right. So I don't, I don't know if you had any like worth telling personal stories about that or not. Cause we could just move I, I've on. I've got so many though. Yeah. Like I've got so many and it's, it's, uh, I think you get the point. Uh, yeah. You get the point. You say it like, like I'm so like, I've got so many I can, I can go forever. Yeah. Well, let's, we, let's just, let's close it up then because I think people kind of get the idea. Um, so any kind of like last, I think we kind of touched on everything. I don't know if, if there's anything else you want to touch on or any like little take home things that you want to finish up with before we shut her down. Um, yeah, like, yeah, no, like I, I wrote down, I, I, I actually have finished with this. Cause I think it was part of your last question. Um, but it was, I think some names of people and, and I used uh white cloud as a really good example. I think people should go and read about them and see where where that guy came from but I, I went back to guys like who made it that wasn't supposed to but you wouldn't think that now right you would never look at it and say no there's no way and i always go back to arbor jack guy and, and 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 i don't know these guys right i appreciate them though and his little brother his name's florian plays for hamilton he was drafted in montreal as well i don't know these guys but i like the story because like I was talking to a scout last year, and I said, are you, "Okay, so you guys are so smart, eh?" <laughs> We're joking around. I said, "How'd you? How'd you? How did thirty-two teams miss on this guy?" I didn't see the first three years, right? He said, "Wow, he was might have been the worst player in the league." That was Arbor at the time. I said, "Really?" He goes, "Oh yeah." And you know, I, when I've seen his development, he was just a kid. He was a taller kid that he didn't. He wouldn't have. Didn't look scary. He didn't look tough. He didn't look anything but he did his did what he does now when he had like this is i'm talking about that dog in the fight that kid that has the the grit you know he did it when it was hard right he went and played hard he struggled man the those first three years they said in all of the all of his scouting career that guy was the biggest improvement that he's ever seen and he signed he said if he would have played if he didn't sign in montreal that summer he said 32 teams would have been offering contracts in september 100 percent well, obviously, right? But I love the story because, like, 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 look at the disadvantage. And I, I don't know if it's disadvantage. I don't know the story, right? But parents from um, Albania um, lived in. I, I, I'm assuming the rougher parts of uh, Hamilton. Maybe, maybe they weren't. Maybe they lived in a mansion. But it seems to be that that's the story. Everything had to be like a grind, and mom and dad did everything they could to help their kids. Love their parents. They were a good supportive family. It's all good, right? And, and from what I've read on what Arbor says about his mom, it was always said, just don't ever stop believing in yourself. And that's like, it's just words sometimes. Just don't like parents say that all the time. But like, I get choked up a little bit, man. Like, it's, I love it because that mom just wanted the best for her kid. And that kid took it and he said, okay, if I believe in myself, I'm going to do it. And he just worked his ass off. And he went and he was like, you were at his, Charlie's first game when they played against each other. And it's like, I remember I said, he's, that kid's going to play in the NHL for sure. hundred percent. He didn't even have a shift yet. And then to see his, uh, like, like, so nothing was easy for that kid. Right. How did he feel going in? 
as a 17 year old kid that wasn't drafted and then just getting minutes and he just worked, worked, worked. It's the story that I love it. And then to see his brother who I don't know, he played against my son a couple times now. Um, you know, there, there, there's the book on him, how he's skilled, he's this, he's that. And everyone's got to criticize, man. Everyone's got to find a thing. People make opinions before it's happening. Well, I've seen this kid grow in one year a couple inches. And he plays the game hard. And he's a good hockey player. And he was, and so there, there was another one. Oh, he was drafted because of his brother. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go watch his clips. Go watch him play. He's a good hockey player, man. So... Like, I'm not here to pump up the family, but, like, I love the story. I love the story. And it's like, these kids are, uh, they, they had the grit. And I'll take any day, any day, I'll take that kid that had the grit and, and didn't have it easy any day. Because you know what? Uh, as you can see, as they're both catching up physically to their peers, look what happens. Right? So if I, that's the encouraging piece to the kid that is a late bloomer or the doesn't have it all yet. It's like, it's out there. There's success stories out there and you got to believe, man, you got to, you got to see it. And if this is something that you want, you got to do it. And then of course, obviously it's the same thing for the, the early bloomers is understanding that, that this is maybe an advantage, but take the advantage and run. Right. Yeah. So that's my end. No, that's great, man. I think we, we kind of dovetailed the dovetailed the, uh, the puberty thing in a little bit with the early late bloomer thing because obviously oh, I think it there's goes a hand lot hand. there's a lot of crossover there so it dovetails hopefully yeah dovetails yeah. it's a good word yeah. so so that's good so uh we'll, we'll end it off there and uh we'll see you guys all next week